Let's get started. I'm Joe. I'm Brian, and we are Where's the Rulebook Podcast. We're going to bring you a weekly board game podcast for your lunch break, daily commute, or any other time of the day. For season two, we are changing the format. Instead of focusing on one game and going over the rules to play it, we will have a theme or specific game. We'll discuss our opinions, any cool features, some rulings, and any other thoughts that may come up. And because of popular demand throughout last season, we're going to start ranking the games that we talk about. But we have created a custom scale. We didn't want to do a 1 to 10 or anything. So we have our highest being leave it on the table to the lowest being a hard pass. But we'll go over all five options uh, every week we talk about them. All right, welcome back after a month of scary slash Halloween themed games. And this week we're going back into just a generic topic that we're going to talk about. We are going to talk about games that everyone loves, but we don't. But then we're also going to talk about some underrated games. We've covered some of these, I'm sure. I know for a fact that we've covered some of them. We're going to cover other ones throughout the future seasons. These are just some games that are really popular. You see them everywhere, maybe, or you always hear people say, you know, the classic, oh, you play board games, you play this game, that kind of stuff. And then the underrated ones are the ones that we don't think get the attention that they should. Maybe they're easily found, but overlooked sometimes. Let's dive right in, I think. Joe, let's start with your first game. These aren't in any, mine aren't in any. Mine are not in any order. Okay, was, good. I was hoping that you were like, I, number one. Like, as oh, I was going to say my your first game, I was like, wait, I didn't put them in any sort of order <laughs> I either. I just have a, I have a list too. Um, so let's just go in a, down our list or any order we want to. The number one game that is popular that you don't like. Oh, man. I don't think I should start that strong. <laughs> so I'll, I'll leave my like big hitter. Sure. For a little bit later. But uh, for my first one, it, it's pretty common. We've said it quite often is Catan. It's uh, it's across the board. The game that is so popular, your parents know about it. Yeah. That is the game I feel like when someone says, oh, you play board games. Do you play Catan? It's not a bad game. That's the problem. It's not. But it's a very flawed and easy game. Yeah. And I've played it and I've seen it. And it's just, it's not that I'm bored of it even. It's just that there are so many better games. Games that are even similar that do it better. Yeah, there's, yeah. It does touch on so many mechanics that you see in board games. But yeah, like you said, they don't do them super well. They, they're they all there, but like they're not great. If there's anything about Catan that I would say is the highest praise is if you have someone who's never played a board game, it's probably the best one you could pick. Yeah, I I even argue with that probably. I, I know there are even better ones. I feel like there are better ones out there. Even getting someone wanting to play a board game. Yeah. Like I will I will always play it. Like if someone says, Hey, I want to play board games, I wanna play Catan, I'm not gonna be like, eh, no, I don't wanna play board games, I'm gonna go home. Like I'm gonna play it. It's like I'll probably have fun. I won't win. So this brings up a great topic uh, while we're here on this subject, and that is my wife and I were at a couple's dinner, 
And at this dinner, they after we were talking and everything, I was like, hey, you want to play a board game? Sure. <laughs> I usually, you're like, whatever. I'll see what the board game is. And now, did you have a board game? Did, did you have board games with you? No. Oh. I usually, uh, okay, so spoiler, I usually have like a wingspan in my car <laughs> and I will bring it with me. I usually will throw, like, even so when my wife and I go to dinner somewhere, like to someone's house or whatever, I'll usually throw some in the car. My wife will always be like, You're not bringing those in. I'm like, No, I'm just going to have them in case, in case <laughs> it comes up. <laughs> it has actually the past. Oh, absolutely. So, but of course, respectful, they offered. And I said, oh, sure. And they bust out Catan. And internally, I'm just like, all right. But externally, I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. This is a great game, you know, because <laughs> I want them to be happy. And and uh, do you do you often when someone else offers to play a board game, do you not try out of respect? No. Really? You I go always, hard? I mean, I always try. Really? I don't, I, I don't think I've ever played a board game to lose it. No, but I mean, like, do you ever do anything silly? So, like, when I played Catan, I would just be like, I'm going to pick the ones that are the two twelves <laughs> because it's funny. Oh, I don't think so. Like, I feel like... Like, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it to be, like, against the odds. Yeah. Because otherwise... At, at the same time, though, if you do, if you go hard, the game can be over quicker. I also don't want the experience <laughs> to be like, I don't want to play with them anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. And I feel like I don't change my play style. That's fair. But I also don't win. And I... I often get blocked in, and then I'm just like, oh. My, my strategy in Catan, as you've heard already in yeah. season one, episode one, is uh, pretty foolproof, and it's boring. <laughs> what about you? So that is on my list. Shocking. <laughs> um, however, I put it into a list that, oh, it's not even a list. I, I wrote it down, and then I decided to add to it. It's on my list, only the base game. I feel like... I agree. I'm not mad to play Seafarers or any of the other ones out there. I'm not mad to play any of them, to be honest. But, like, if someone says, hey, I'm going to play Catan, and they bring out Seafarers, I'm like, okay, good. At least it's it's more than just the base games. Or so, the themed ones. Yeah. I actually just saw a new one. It's a, just a reprint. Actually, I didn't see my wife saw it. I won't <laughs> take credit. It was at Target. And she came home. She's like, what is this? Like, she, like, she couldn't remember the name of it, but she knew it was Catan. She's like, what is that? Have you seen that? I was like, no, I haven't. I've never saw it, so I looked it up. And they, it's just a read skin. Okay. New map. It's not the same shape map. Everything else is the same. And it's Ice Age themed. Interesting. So you are, it's like you're cavemen instead of. Like huts. And yeah, you're huts and you're collecting, like, it looked like ham steaks and, like, sticks. See, and at least it's different. Yeah. But I thought that was I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. But the map was cooler, and it, it reminded me of the Seafarers map. So it had, like, some water on it, and it had, like, some space, or it wasn't just, you know, the There's, like, a octagon. space one, too. Yeah. I mean, again, it's not... They're not bad, and I don't want everyone to think all these are the games that we just are terrible. I just... Yeah. Uh, but yeah not I, for me. For me, I, I did put it on there, but I think just the base game, I feel like any of the expansions i don't think fall into this list i think it's just the base game and i think it's just because we've played it so much like like we said in episode one before it was like that game definitely belonged and like we played it all the time there's but, a reason why it has its place absolutely well you can't cheat what's your next one <laughs> <laughs> darn um so my next one i'm gonna go with probably another pretty popular one uh of seven wonders Really? Okay. I don't like Seven Wonders. 
I don't know what it is. Like, it's. I think we talked about it a little bit in the past. We've never. We haven't, we've done duels. We haven't done like the full Seven Wonders game. Duels is good. Duels is fine. better. It's better. It is better. I just Seven Wonders is a lot of stuff, and then also. It's too much like Mario Party at the end. It's like I was gonna say that. It's like, oh, you get a star, and then you get a star because you have four blue ones. Like, wait, why? Why do you? Have, why does that matter? <laughs> and like, the scoring takes way too long at the end. It does. Like the game itself, you play it at a normal pace, a normal amount of time, and then it, it literally takes that same amount of time. I feel like just to count the score up because you have to go through and look at every single like blue one and how many victory points and every purple one and every green one now yeah. you have one of each blah blah blah, blah. It's, I don't I don't like it it's oh. popular it's I did see that it's fallen off of like the tops of board game geeks and now duels is up there higher which yeah. I do approve like I think duels is a better I wish duels was it. more than two people I do too but then you'd just be playing Seven Wonders, and I don't like it. Oh, no. It's very <laughs> dumbed down. Well, yeah. simplified. Not simplified. Uh, you know, I don't... It's hard to say, because Seven Wonders, for me, I have played it a few times, but I have the same problems as you are, and that is you can't really justify like how many points you have until the end, and even then it's random. Yeah, I'm definitely a point getting... counter throughout the game, and I get yelled at for that often. Don't count my victory points up. We're just playing. <laughs> I want to know how close I am. Like, right. I want to know what I have to do to make sure this is <laughs> a close game. Right. And, you know, I think we're both like that. Even in the last game we played, uh, Dino World. Yeah. We did that for like a whole round. We just kept counting everything. It's like, oh, man, mid-maxing our points. And, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it is the best Mario Part-esque scoring. Yeah. I don't know if they tried to do it, but they like nailed it. Like it's so good for Mario Party. Like I don't know if that was their goal or what, but now do you want to do another overrated? Let's let's jump to an underrated. Go to an underrated. Let's go oh. back and forth a little. Sure. Some up and down, some good and bad. Yeah. What's your first uh underrated? So my my first underrated game. Before we say anything, I think there'll be might be one that we both have. Probably. Maybe. It's probably one we've already reviewed. <laughs> probably. We've also probably have talked about it quite a few times. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start with that one. But I do have one that I want to put on here that we haven't even reviewed yet, which is Big Book of Madness. Big Book of Madness is rated pretty okay. It's even it's high. Yeah. It's not like it's not like blowing the charts, but it's rated pretty well. But no one talks about no, it. No one knows about it. No one knows about it. And I think that when it comes to like building a world, especially like a magical Harry Potter-like game, yeah. but nothing to do with Harry Potter, it does but better everything than... to do with Harry Potter. Also, like it's Harry Potter. Just it is pay for Harry Potter logos. But it is it is the best. Yeah, uh, I so, love the I mean, concept. The that whole... that was on mine for games I wish I didn't have, but. Plus, because I have it. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't play it. Yeah. I've never played it without you. The Big Book of Madness, it, it just does it so well. I like that it's cooperative. I like that you're a bunch of young wizards in high school. You break into the Forbidden Library and you open a yeah. book you shouldn't. Yeah. it's a, We've all seen the movie. And Yeah. It's basically <laughs> the movie. And then there's just monsters and you have to beat them using your your different uh, skills and elements and spells that you have as wizards and 
it's it's fun it's hard yeah uh there's different levels i think there's like five or six different levels you can play at and it's hard it gets hard fast yeah it definitely ramps but so, like it's even if you mess up kind of early it's like okay it's not too bad but then all of a sudden it's like oh now it's real bad but you really need to talk out your turns with players everyone needs to be on the same page uh but it, it's it's in it the art's fun everything is great there's no game i've played like it too which is nice it's a good game i think that it's it needs to have more it's eyes on it produced by a pretty big company too so i'm surprised that you don't see it around because it's not like it's a, a mom and pop producer uh elo ilo whatever it's called i mean they yellow yeah well, I, don't, but, I can't pronounce it yeah either. yellow without a w without a y and without it, a w it has has an i in it instead i don't know but yeah i mean they they have a lot of games they are in i mean they have games in you know the, the grocery stores and stuff too but you just don't see that one even at board game stores you don't see that one i usually see big book of madness at a board game store but they'll have like just the one copy yeah and they have a, and it has an expansion which is a great expansion that fixes some flaws in the first game which is the perfect expansion so it's just there's nothing wrong with it and i love it and i just wish more people would play it yeah what about you the first one i'll talk about is one that you do see quite a bit so a little different than the one that for you what you just talked about but i feel like it was kind of popular and then it died off and like you don't really see it um being machi koro mm. i really like machi koro you do it is a great game like the city building aspect is so good like the dice rolling for like what income you're getting and you're paying people you're getting it from the bank or you're getting it you're making money from other players it's like it just it's a solid game you have the big box too no you don't mm -mm. i thought not, not the one that, i'm not saying like the big box in the sense of all the expansions but i thought you had the box that had space for all the expansions oh the box is way bigger than it needs to be yeah, yeah but i don't have like a special box or anything gotcha. it's just, it's just that's what it is yeah that's just the one that came and they had like they, they even had like a target exclusive machi koro like you only can get that one at target like I just don't you don't hear people talking about them like not 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 just the exclusive one but like any of them you just don't hear them it's a fun game it's yeah I think it's really fun and it's it's basic for the most part but it's solid and it's great and it's a good amount of time you're not it's not taking you hours but it, it is pretty quick yeah 30 to 45 minutes probably at the most what's What's nice about it too is you can play it with two, three, four player people, and it's pretty much the same experience. Yeah, get less money, but it's like everything else is the same. Yeah. Well, let's round back to a popular game that we don't like, and this time I'm gonna mix it up and start with you. Sure. Back to back. Well, so flipping the table on Machi Koro, how it was simple, quick fun great everything's perfect about it <laughs> i feel like there are too many and i don't even know what i just like i put a question mark on the list of this because i don't i don't we don't need to talk about all of them and they're good games but they are so pointed at a certain small group of people that i feel like it struggles for me and i just pretty much anything on the top 10 of board game geek I'm so, like that's my question mark title gotcha but like gloomhaven twilight imperium 
Star Wars Rebellion, Ark Nova, uh, War of the Ring. Yeah, the Gala Project. It's like all those games on Board Game Geek say 240 minutes. Yeah. Plus. There's way more than that. And it's like Board Game Geek is great. However, their times are always about half of what it actually takes, unless you are like the one that made the game. Like you're gonna be playing those games for hours. It's it's funny because one of my games and is also on this list is the one you mentioned is Twilight Imperium. On overrated. On overrated. Yeah. It's they're all good. It's a be- they're all beautiful games. Pieces are great. The box structure is amazing. Yeah, but the only problem Just, is like like you said they're very it's very tailored. Yep. And the problem with most of them like we've Gloomhaven we've talked about yeah. and we will in the future in its own episode probably yeah it's a good game but they're all good games it's just like it's not great for everyone 240 plus minutes to play one round of Twilight Imperium like it took well how long is that is it four hours yeah because that's a, I was gonna say I, when I played Twilight Imperium last it took four hours and it's a lot like that doesn't I don't think that includes setup tear it's, down it's, <laughs> it's and I think so long. probably like 2019-ish, those like started getting popular. But I just, and I think too many people jumped in that bandwagon of making like a super intense, super well, they, tailored. Those, those have all been out for a while. Like War of the Ring is not new. Yeah, that one, yeah, that one definitely is that. Uh, but like. Probably Imperium is not new. Gloomhaven's 2017. If anything, Gloomhaven was like probably the biggest offender. Yeah. Because once it came out. Now everyone's like, oh man, Gloomhaven's made billion dollars and Are they in the billions already? I made that number. Okay. Up. I was don't. like, I don't think they're making it, billions. If, I mean if he made millions off of just a pre order for Frosthaven, he yeah. probably made a bank on Gloomhaven. But, but yeah, it's all those just super intense and like even some of like the standard like growing up games, like I could throw risk in that same category. Like just takes a long time and it's like nah. The problem I have with most of those games is the amount of knowledge you need. Yeah. And you really have to play it more than once. Oh, yeah. We played Gloomhaven for eight months. Yep. It's just a long game. It was like five and a half months too long for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, but it was fun. It was fun. The problem was even even four months in, you know, we had questions and we were looking stuff up. Oh, yeah. and we were like, uh, what do you do? And we were playing weekly. Yep. Every week we played for uh, an entire evening. Yeah, we so would like do multiple scenarios hours, each evening. Three, and four hours. So it's not like we were playing it like once a month and we kind of forgot everything. Like we had a table set up. We never tore anything down. But yeah. But I, I kind of I agree with you. And that's why Twilight Imperium is on my list, which I won't cheat either. <laughs> one of them <laughs> is that I did not expect that one to be on your list. I didn't think we would have any that match, other than Catan, I guess, but that match in the tops. In the populars? Yeah. The The issue I have with Twilight Imperium, specifically that one, is the amount of complexity. If I had a, if I had a group of people that I played with, like four to six people that played every week a board game, maybe Twilight Imperium would be for us. Problem is, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and every time I play Twilight Imperium, it's like a year. And my one buddy brings it and wants to play it. And we're all like, I don't want to do this. 
this, but I'm going to do it for you. And we don't even finish it. Yeah. Because <laughs> we just get bored. Yeah. it's They're just too long. It's got so many complicated rulings and rules. And I'm not saying that it's bad. Yeah. Obviously, it's there for a reason. Yeah, they're not bad games. I just think... It's not friendly for everyone. Yeah. It has to be like your game. Yep. And I, I feel like I don't need a game to be, you know, catered to every single person out there. But at the same time, like, I don't need it to be such a small group of people that, like, would even want to play it. That's expensive. Which you do get your money's worth. Yeah. I mean, you the content alone is insane. Yeah. It's just that, again, it's very specific. Well, I said I wouldn't cheat. <laughs> so I will skip ahead to another one, which we kind of already alluded to before. Well, I guess we haven't done it on the podcast. Me and you were talking about it before the podcast. And I know you had something kind of similar is I'm going to talk about like the, the, the adult card games, like the voting game. Oh, okay. Yeah. You said uh, cards against cards humanity. humanity. But I, I mean, it's any game like this where it's about being outrageous, vulgar, or... Uh, surprising yep. just to get that shock factor yeah it's it seems to be mostly related to party games and i shock like the shock value i think is the big one there it's like how can you be not racist but racist at the same time yeah and just to get that oh out of the crowd uh but there's like boxers and briefs a- apples to apples that one has no shock value. It's a kid's one, I know, but they all <laughs> they all fit in the same category of it's yeah. a party game, and you're trying to get be the most funny yep. or the most shock. Uh, like the voting games, like the who would who's the one that most whatever. Yep, exactly. I hate all of them. Yeah, I, I've had a lot of fun nights playing a lot of those games. Yeah. 15 years ago the game of things <laughs> and cards against humanity and i mean hilarious nights of like belly laughing and hurting like because i'm laughing so much but at least a lot of the ones that i was thinking of when we were talking about this was like once you've played them a few times and it was again it was when you know when it was new everyone wanted to play it it also worked with any number of people so that was great but it was just like, oh, you played that card. Oh, you should have played it with this other one. It was funnier if you did that. And so it's just like, yeah, like I got, and they, I mean, they did a good job, you know, putting out new cards and like crazy. I mean, I have the big, the big black box or whatever it's called. And it's like probably 75% of the way full. And, and they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Everywhere. But I just like, nah. I even have, uh, I bought the first Black Friday special from them. They hate Black Friday, which I can totally agree with. And I remember being out shopping and I was like on my phone at the same time. I'm like, oh, Cards Against Humanity is doing a Black Friday special. They say that it's not an actual special. Yeah, but do you ever work on Black Friday? No. You're so lucky. I mean, like in restaurants, I guess, but not. Not that. I never, not not, that. I, I never worked retail. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Uh, but yeah, so it was like their first Black Friday, and I was like, no, this isn't card. Like, this is not a card pack. And I was like, okay, I'm sure I'm gonna get like something that I'm not gonna want. But like, they're gonna throw a few cards in it. Like, just the same way that the box, the big black box, had a card hidden in the in the top of the card. You had to cut it open to find it. That's hilarious. I was like, it was in like platinum writing and everything. It was perfect. I was like, there's gonna be some cards, even though they're not saying. And sure enough, it's not. I spent like ten bucks on it. 
You get them on eBay now for like 20 bucks. So nice. I'm just waiting to cash out and retire off my Black Friday purchase. <laughs> you get a little pen too that has like the poop oh, emoji. Wow. Good, good job. But <laughs> I was I was really surprised when I was like, oh, like they literally didn't have any cards. The next year they just raised all the prices by like 15 bucks for, on Black Friday. Everything just costs more. <laughs> And they're like, we hate Black Friday. Everything's $15 more. And people are still buying them. Yeah. Because they think it's a sale. Yeah. Let's do an underrated one for you. Underrated. We have both played this one. Um, uh, at least a few times. Uh, being Windward. Is it on your list too? That face I, made it look like... I was good. No, it's not on my list. Okay. But after you said it, you wanted it. To I wanted it on my list. <laughs> it is a game I've I've only seen one time at a store when it's I got pretty it. Pretty new. It's a few years old now. Like 2020. It's not that year now. <laughs> it's not new, new. It's also not old. I have not seen it anywhere else. It is a little confusing at first. When, you, when we first started playing it, we, I mean, we didn't do any, like, research into it first. We just, like, opened it up and tried to play it. A little confusing, but after you played it one time, it, like, it all makes sense. Just so many good mechanics that I've not seen in anything else. And that are fun and, like, different, but yeah. the same. Like changing the wind. Yeah, the wind changing and how you can move with the wind for for free and then you can move against it but it costs also different levels yeah the, the different game. level that part was one that really threw yeah. us when we first yeah. played it's like they literally are different standing altitudes altitudes of ships and those tall ships can't hit the little ships yep the little ships can't hit the tall ones and it's just like you can't see them and it's such a good game yeah and even our we had a friend play with us who's not great at board games uh, and he even got it yeah. and played and loved it it took a lot longer than it was supposed to but that's typical yeah. for a new game that I think I unwrapped at the night that we were yeah. playing it so but yeah I think Windward was on my list for sure of underrated I've never seen it or have even heard anyone else say let's play Windward uh, which is funny because it actually is on uh, my it's on my wish list on BoardGameGeek oh really my wish list on board game geek i don't know why i said that's so weird and uh i i always like eh, i'm not gonna buy it because brian has <laughs> yeah i have it you can borrow it i don't know if they've made expansions or anything yet like i can't quickly think of any reason why they would have but i i i, I vaguely remember that an expansion was coming when we looked into it yeah probably at the time it was just a solid fun yep game it did come out. Oh, okay. It's actually rated really high. It's called Treacherous Skies. Five people rated it? Uh, six. <laughs> no, it looks like it has uh, almost 800 ratings. Which is nothing when you think about, you know, the board game community and board game geek. And like 800 is, is not very many people. Oh, you know what it is? It adds a third level of elevation. That's awesome. That's that's oof. a lot of new ships too. Oof. That's sweet. It's a, yeah, a high, like out of all of my I underrated don't think it needs the expansion. No, I don't think it does. Out of all my underrated games, that probably is gonna be one of the most that I would like recommend to someone. If someone's looking for like a unique, weird game, there's probably 
one and I have one there's more. for sure one other that I would and then like maybe one this is probably like third I, I have one on here that I think that uh, that you definitely don't have that I don't have that on my list on or your list okay that I think is like is like it the top. Pokemon trainer game no uh, <laughs> that game is underrated because it's old and it is a it is a terrible game. <laughs> it's that just, game's not underrated. It just actually is bad. <laughs> it's it's just like the nostalgia carries yeah. it for me yeah, really absolutely. hard. And uh, giving you crap I play it. it really really well. And it is oh my gosh, that game is so good. <laughs> it's the one I love to hate. But no, for my my real underrated game <laughs> that uh, I think more people should play is Castles. Weird. That's the one on my list too. Of course, that's the one I pretty much knew was going to be on both our lists. It it's pretty much guaranteed. Yeah, it's it's a game that is my one of my favorite games. Yeah, it is my favorite. It is, if not, my number one. I love it. I think the whole con- everything about the game, the mechanics, the board, the play style, the theme, everything is on point. Yep, it's, it's flawless. Yeah. I even got the collector's edition yep. that just came out at Kickstarter and it finally arrived. And you didn't get the Colossus edition, though. Yeah, it's the size of a ten-year-old, <laughs> which sounds amazing. Yeah, but if you, if you look at pictures, yeah, you, you need like an area the size of a pool <laughs> to build it, and it's like I don't, I play on a table. Yeah, yeah, that is on my list also. But I think, like you said, I mean, it's something that we both kind of expected to be on each other's list. I think and. No one talks about it. No one talks about it. Or sells it. It's been out for a while. Like eight years, ten years. Yeah, that's a while. And it's even so rare that when we went to uh, Lantern Games, mm-hmm. they the fir- have it on the shelf. The first thing that we said was, yeah. oh, castles. And that was probably the first time I've had I've seen it in a store. Like, I think any other time. I don't know how we first got it. Like, I don't even know why we got it. But, yeah, it's the most consistent game for me like it's It's always been one of my top favorite games and you know a bunch of the other ones come and go throughout the years and stuff but yeah it's such a good game it's so good so how about one and obviously you can listen to a castles podcast yeah you can listen to the castle podcast you can listen to our top five (laughs) you can listen to multiple we talk about castles more than we are probably not talking about it. And of course, it's Castle of Mad King Ludwig, not just called Castles, but I'm sure you can figure it out. What's one that's uh, overrated for you? Because I think it's your turn. Overrated, huh? So, I'm going to hit you with the banger. I'm going to hit you with my big one. The big one. I do not like Blood Rage. Really? Yep. I've never heard you say that. Okay. I don't think I talk about my feelings, so. Well, I mean, you have it. We played it. I do. We have. Uh, Blood Rage. It is, I think, the worst name. It's, it's worst name, name yeah. board game that I've ever played or seen. It, I mean, if it was called like Valhalla, it'd be more on point or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So many things. It's so many. Yeah. Blood Rage is a terrible name. You know they did it to sell it, but they didn't have to, which is quite silly. I don't like the unbalance of the game. It's very unbalanced. Yeah. 
and every time we play it every time i've played it it seems like there's really only one strategy no matter what i've tried no matter what i do i only see the one strategy winning and that is you go to valhalla and you get your guys and you get them back every time yep i hate the titans i hate the fact that they just land and kill everyone the battle's okay. I like the point system. The cards are a weird aspect to it because they're so small, too. I feel like I, I get it, yeah. but it's got the same problem I feel like Seven Wonders has. It has a lot going on, but it doesn't do any of it well. Sure. Which is funny because it does it better than a lot of other ones out there, like sure. Rising Sun. Sure. Um, and there's another one I can't think of the name of right now. It's just a different theme. Oh, Ankh? No, not Ankh. It's an Egyptian one, too. Yeah. Uh, the Rising Sun is, is like the, the samurai that's a Japanese one. Oh, okay. Yep, the, yeah. the samurai one, and there's an Egyptian one. They're all yeah. the same company. Oh, are they really? Maybe I made that up. Just okay, now. I didn't. I don't <laughs> think they are. Make me look smart. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they are now. I think Kaman. Yeah. Makes uh, Blood Rage. Yep. Because the box size makes me think that. Yeah, they have that zombie side box size. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you get a lot of things for with it. Like it's. Oh, it's. They're all, I love that they're. It's not a bad game. It's just not a game I think is worth it. it had, I love that it's all figures. Yeah, the figures. That's and a the, huge one, and they're sculpted so well. Yeah, they're well. nice figures. I think. I'm, that one really does surprise me on your list. I did not. I just never have fun. Hmm. And I don't know why. So you don't want to play that one in a little bit. <laughs> Like, it's on my shelf. I don't want to sell it because I know it's a great game. You know what I mean? Like, it's there, and I'm like, ah. Yeah, because it was probably, like, a year or so ago, like, we were looking at, you know, Rising Sun and, yep. and the other ones, and, like, everyone was like, oh, no, like, Blood Rage does all the mechanics better. And you're yeah. like, okay, well, if that one's already the better one, I'm not going to get just to have the one that has Samurais or whatever. Right. When, you know, Vikings are good enough. Yeah. Well, mine that I feel like, I mean, you probably won't be as surprised, but I think it's one that's, you know, kind of surprising in general, um, would be pretty much all the villainous games. I have not really ever had fun playing any of them. I've played multiple. I played it, you know, with three people and with six people, and I just have never really had fun i think it looks pretty i think it looks nice like i like the concepts of them will i probably stupidly try like the star wars one yeah probably i will i just don't ever really have a good time playing them i can tell <laughs> I, I don't know if, i don't think we've ever played them together even talking about yeah. it yeah it just is always like i always want more like it for me, like those did, like especially the 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 first box of like Prince John and like all those people, like sure, it could have been. It's a hero. Oh yeah, uh, Maleficent. That's not the same story. Well, Prince John is. is oh, that's uh. Yeah, that's right. That's Peter. That's not Peter. <laughs> <laughs> that's Robin Hood. That's Robin Sorry. Hood. Yeah, that was right. Um, I was like, thinking of Beauty and the Beast. Or not Beauty and the Beast. Oh my gosh, Beauty Beauty. <laughs> holy crap um but anyways like i think it could have been so great 
like all of it like the villains are all fantastic like i think like i said the artwork is great the player boards are cool like the the stopping and like the hero decks are all fun but i don't know i've never had a good time playing them i think this is the well this is definitely the first one we've talked about where i disagree i actually think that game is really good i like it a lot every time i play it i always like trying someone new and trying a different strategy i think i've been new people every time i played it and i still have never enjoyed it i mean this is one of those teach their own yeah and i feel like i i mean for this i i would probably think blood rage is probably wouldn't be on there for me by any means i think it's a very solid game and it does things pretty well i thought but let's Let's go back to the underrated games. Sure. I keep jumping back, so I'm like, let's talk about something fun. Yeah. Let's get positive. <laughs> let's do a f- I, let's do a few underrateds. All right. Uh, why don't you kick us off? Sure. So, one of mine. Let's see. Which one do I want to talk about? <laughs> we'll talk about probably the biggest group of them. I think all of the tiny epics are underrated. You know, I almost put tiny epics on there, but I was like, I couldn't pick. I did, I couldn't pick. I wrote. I think at all of them that I have, and then I just deleted them all and wrote Tiny Epics, because I think they're all underrated. I think they're all, everyone that I have played has been lots of fun. They are in a small, tiny box. Yeah, easy. They to are epic in size when you put them out. Um, easy to travel with. Like they're not small games. Like I remember when we first played Tiny Epic Zombies. Oh my god! You were like, "What is all? Of, like, where did all this stuff come from?" <laughs> Like, cause there's so many things they, that somehow they, they fit it. in that box. They use the box. Yeah, they, they use, use the, the box. Book. The tactics is like you can. flip the box upside down. I, every time I played them, I had so much fun. You can you find them in a lot of places. They're pretty common to get, but oh yeah, they're they're readily any game store. I don't think you're gonna find them like at a at a Walmart. Yeah, may, I mean you might find galaxies. Uh, maybe but like i don't think you'd find any other ones like dinosaurs and pirates and zombies and defenders and tactics yeah quest and max yeah they're all so good and like the meeples are all great the meeples hold things too the meeples can go into max like they're all so great it's so fun uh for mine i am gonna i'll do another one that's kind of similar to that do a series and this is actually the one that I would vote to be like my number one recommended one is the Sherlock Holmes consulting detective games. Interesting. Okay. I have not played them yet, but this is a game that mostly my wife and I play. However, I played this with other friends as well. And there's one negative to them. And that is there's really no replayability, but you get a box. The box is like 40 bucks, but you get 10 cases in it. Yeah, and there's like three or four of them at, at this point. I don't know. So there's, there's a lot, and they all have like a major theme. But the reason why these games are so good is it is a real detective mystery game. And holy cow, is it hard! I remember you like saying, like texting us, like as you were playing it the first time. They are hard because all they give you is like the you give you like the book of like the main person who comes in asking for help. And you're basically playing like this detective who is trying to figure out the case, but there's also also Sherlock Holmes. 
So you're both in this room. You listen to this person say this is what happened. Is there any like apps that you can just like hit play and they read you the story? I I'm, I don't know. I've never looked into it. I just kind of read it. Like, I just recently not that it has anything to do with it. We just recently played Werewolf again. Yeah. And the the apps for that, not that they made the game good. Like I still it makes it better to live. Yeah. <laughs> just like we played it with a group of people who never played it before. Uh, like me and my wife were the only ones that have played it. Neither one of us love it. We were playing with eight people or something that night, and we, my, my dad wanted something simple. But the app made it enjoyable. Like, it was actually pretty fun. So I'm just curious. Going back to the Sherlock real quick, in the box, you only get, like, the, the, the rule book, which is, like, a one page. is really nothing. You get this, like, scenario thing, and then you get, like, a phone book. You get a map of London. That's it. <laughs> and oh, and a newspaper article. Okay. You get like a newspaper, like a one pager, uh, that's back in front, and and it's it's full. It looks like a real like a newspaper clipping, and there's probably information on there that's important, and there might not be. <laughs> it does such a good job of being like, yeah, you're a detective, and this is a real scenario. This is the real world. Figure it out. And they don't really give you leads. You have to really think and deduce it yourself. So you'll have a case where this guy's like, yeah, this person got shot. You'll be like, okay, well, I guess I'll, I should talk to maybe like his wife, right? But then where does his wife live? <laughs> so you have to look in the phone book for his wife and be like, oh, he lives at this address. And you go to the scenario and you find that it'll be like this address and it'll be like E7. And that means like the whatever district and number and you'll find it in the scenario book and you read that and they don't like they don't tell you where to go and the whole point of the adventure is you're trying to beat sherlock okay so sherlock is already at the end of it sherlock's already figured it out sure and once you think you've got it like you got all you have to answer some questions like what was the weapon like how did they die and then there's some bonus questions and then you, you open this envelope at the very end, which is cool. And the envelope basically is like Sherlock's story and how like what he did, how he got to his answers. And then you base your score off of how many clues and questions answered compared to him. Okay. And it's, oh man, he is, he is on. So it's not only a, you have to have the right answer. It's how you found the right answer, like for scoring. Nope. Okay, so if you said it was, you know... Basically, it's like they give you, like, John Smith at Apartment 14, like, if you somehow randomly guess that, like, I don't know. I mean, if you randomly guess it, you would get it. Okay. Like, if you're like, oh, not like a this person... Show your work and get the credit? No, it's not that intense. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it creates hours of this intense debate on going back and forth, being like, it has to be this person. They're the only one we're here at this time and had this with them, and okay. this is their motive. It is fantastic, and I think that everyone should play it. Have you done any of the Hunt a Killer boxes? I have no idea what that is. Okay, so you have not done any of them. <laughs> it's a, like, true, I don't <laughs> It's a true crime sure. kind of genre, and you are undiscussed. Like, they have games now that you can just get like a story or scenario kind of like this or they have like a monthly like subscription based 
and like you get clues sent to your house every month and like gosh you have to like read through and there's like a whole like online community of people that you like are going interacting with uh, but they have like standalone scenarios too that you just play like by yourself. Also, I'm just curious if you ever played any of them. No, I have not. But we bought them. We bought one of the standalone games, I believe, and then we bought like a six-month subscription for my parents last year. Um, so we're like, they'll probably enjoy it. My mom has always loved true crime and like the Criminal Mind shows and CSIs and all that stuff. So do they win? Um, I don't know actually. They waited. So there was the first year they both were retired. They went and they actually wintered somewhere warm, not in northern Michigan. And we got them for Christmas. And so she didn't take it with them because you get them every month and they're going to be gone. And she's like, we're not going to do it in the camper. So I don't even know if they've done the the full hmm. story yet, but I've never followed up on it. I probably should. Let's let's continue with some underrated games. Give me uh, Hit me up with another. So one I have passed on for probably i mean a decent amount of time you do see it places occasionally you see a lot of the other games made by the same producer more um and we just were talking about it at lantern recently also but here to slay it's made by the unstable unicorns i have group. asked to play that game it's great several times now i don't i was gonna buy it you said no i have it we'll I play it i do have it i still haven't that was like days ago. It was weeks. <laughs> no, it was last time we were at Atlanta, which was Sunday. Maybe I mentioned it again. Maybe. <laughs> um, it's a great game. And actually, Unstable Unicorns is really fun, too. And like for a long time, I was like, the name just kind of threw me. I was like, eh, that just sounds like a terrible party game. Like, I don't want to play it. But it's I'm not. That's totally wrong. Like, they're, so, they're, they're a lot of fun. But Here to Slay... I think is their best one that I've played. They had I have not played some of them, but like I have Tic Tac Tic Tac KO, which is like a Tic Tac Toe type of game. Um, Unstable Unicorns, which is their staple, their main game. But Here to Slay is by far my favorite. I've seen Wrong Party quite a bit. I hear that one's supposed to be pretty good too, but I have not played Happy Little Dinosaurs or casting shadows hmm. i think is the other one um but here to slay like it's just a card game that you are like you're playing against two or four people and you are just like battling these like heroes and you are trying to slay them and like once you've killed x number of them you win the game but you also can win by like completing your party so if you get you know 15 people not it's not that many i think it's only five if you get like five people in your party you can also win that way just such a good game and it's just a lot of fun and like it has the unstable game like stamped right on top of it and that's what threw me for a long time i was like yeah it doesn't seem like something i want to do but they're they're a lot of fun. Unstable Unicorns is a lot of fun too. I was really surprised with that one. It's not underrated. I think people know about that one. But I feel like that was their obviously their main game. But it's not their best, in my opinion. I still want to play it. Oh, I'll play all I'm not here to slay, I think is their best. I'm saying unstable unicorns. Like people like that's the one that got them popular. That's their number one hit. And it's good. But like I think about Flowbots and like the song Handlebars. 
it's their number one hit it's like their worst song they made <laughs> like their other three albums are all amazing and it's like i hate that that's the one song that was on the radio so like same, same kind of concept but like unstable unicorns is good but like here to slay is so much better and a lot of fun and they have two expansions for it you can like add more people to the story modes uh, so good it's uh <laughs> i like the analogy is funny and then the other one i'll just i'll jump right back into the second one uh, that you do see again a lot of places this is probably the one that you see the most on my list but i don't think people look at it uh being sushi go you do talk yeah it's, i bought sushi go because we played it. yeah i think you bought the party one too that could play up to six people yeah, yeah which is i didn't know it but it was the only one i could find yeah i only have the original that you can play with like four or five i don't remember but such a good game i don't eat sushi my wife would die if she eats most of it but like card drafting passing your deck points like it's all so good you literally do see it at every grocery store almost but i don't think i don't know if it's the name or what like people are like oh, i don't really care about sushi i want to play a card game about sushi but it's so fun jumping into a few of mine i guess i have on my list welcome to the dungeon i almost put that and then i was like yeah i don't know i don't love it as much as i love the rest of my list but it's fun it's a fun game and it has one of the biggest selling points i think and that's size i like that it's size i like that you're it's like a risk push your luck game it's really what it is yeah and it's really fun when you play with more than two people <laughs> two people i think it's kind of boring but like three or four it's flawless it's a really fun game and i love that it's really tiny you can pack it and take it somewhere and it's really easy to unpack and very similar in the size and my other underrated game which i'm sure everyone has probably heard or have seen citadels this one that's one of the ones that you like only see in board game stores too though i feel like maybe like the some of the book it's stores. it's old it is old and it's really good it is it it's a game that it which so okay i have the one that's like you know a little yeah. size box it's tiny yep I still don't know what's in the big box. Don't even ask me. I was going to ask you, do you know what's in the box? And they come out now, and they're the size of, like, a board game. Yeah. I. It must just be empty space. Because they're not big. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know what is in that box. Well, shoot. I was going to see if you knew what's in the big box. I kind of want to look it up. But <laughs> Citadels is so fun. I, it's, it's just like... It's hard to find the little box now, though. Really? Really? So, like, I just recently got it. I, by recently, I mean within the last like three or four years. Um, and it's hard to find the little box. Everyone has that big box. Oh, did box. you get the little I one? Did, I did got the little. I was like, no, I don't want the big box. I want the little <laughs> box. It's it's kind of like Machi Koro in a way because you're, you have gold, you're buying these cities, you're building up your own like little realm. But I like that every turn you have to fight to get like who are you gonna be that turn one turn you might be the king the next turn you're not you're a little thief 
And I think that's so interesting. I like that aspect. I like that there's also, like, change the play order, too. So, yeah. like, if you selected a certain one, it, like, puts you as first player next turn and yep. that kind of stuff. You could pick someone who's like, oh, I'm the king next turn no matter what. That means you're first, right? And even though you might be last, I, like you said, it's... I like that... I, I, I like the dynamic. I think it's a fun game. And I don't really hear any people talk about it. I, I, I see people sometimes play it, which is kind of funny. I don't think I've ever seen anyone play that's not playing with one of us. <laughs> Maybe that's what I mean. Oh, I've okay. seen like, you know, one of our friends play it with us. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there he is. He's playing it. Look at that. However, no one ever talks about it. Yeah. I don't ever see it. And it's playable for a decent number of people, too. Oh, like, yeah. Don't get the big box, though. Well, maybe. I, I, I don't want to say don't get it because I literally don't know what's in it. But, like, I know I searched to not get it because I wanted the small box. I really don't want to do this. Let's see. I mean, the only thing that would make it better is if it was, like, a board. Like, if it came with stuff. I don't even know what it would come with. And it doesn't. It's just It's just the pieces. <laughs> Like what is in that box? That box has got to have like nothing. Yeah. Because <laughs> this this is this is not a big game. No. So if you're gonna get it, get the small box. It's the only box. <laughs> oh my gosh! Look at that size difference. It's yeah, a quarter. You can fit four of these in the big box. That's that's how a quarter works. I was emphasizing. <laughs> but let's uh, let's let's round back off and do just a couple more of these games that are really popular that we may not side with. So I, my next one for sure is just a topic around a certain type of game that you see. And a lot of people have jumped on the bandwagon. And unfortunately, even some of the ones that I do really like have jumped on this bandwagon. But they saw it do well for some unknown reason. And then everyone started making them, which just flooded the market and it's just games i don't care about and it's all the legacy games mm. pandemic legacy is obviously the first one i think of i think that was one of like the big first ones but like machi koro i think even has a legacy which is unfortunate i just it as you play it you it's not like a gloomhaven where you like upgrading your character and like you are getting better as you play it doesn't matter if you play with the same people people every time as you play it, things in the game are completely changing. You cross things out on cards or you rip cards in half. You reveal new cards from the box. And the next time you play it, those cards are in it. Even if you're not playing the same person. Mm. To me, that makes the replayability, I would think, low. I mean, I don't, I guess maybe it does. I don't know. I just don't. I love the idea of a character leveling up and like getting better. Like I don't want that to like ruin the actual game by like saying, "Oh, this character now no longer is playable." <laughs> and there's a lot of them. They're really po they were really popular. You're not seeing any new ones. I don't feel like in the last minute. few years. It's but really weird because like yeah, you're right. For a time, everything was legacy. Everything was legacy, and I didn't want to play any of them. <laughs> I I don't think I played any of them. I played the pandemic legacy, and I like thought about machi koro and i was like okay like i do like that game i like pandemic too but i was like i do like that one i was like no i'm not doing it like didn't i didn't like pandemic legacy like i don't 
I don't like the whole concept. <laughs> it's kind of like those uh, unlock. Yeah. Like those like. But like those are rooms. like small escape room. They're like, not expensive either. Yeah, those are like pretty cheap. I think they're fifteen or twenty dollars. Yeah, and there's like two ex- two escape rooms per box. So you rip up cards. Yeah. You basically they're one time adventures. Yeah. Which is like who's gonna do an escape room that they've already done? Like, and there's a lot of them at least. Yeah, there like, are there's a, lot, a of them. lot of them. So like at least it has some merit, but like when you get the legacy, they're those are full board, sometimes bigger. Yeah. Pandemics, not as big as the there's legacy. There's like multiple seasons of legacy now, and yeah, like, I don't know. I don't like them. I can agree with you. I just have never played one. So I can't really say for certain, but if the concept is anything like you're saying, I can see why it'd be unappealing. Yeah. So you mentioned this earlier, but you didn't put it on your list is for me, one night werewolf. Yeah. That was on my last episode. Like this was my games. I wish I didn't have. I don't, it is overrated, I guess. It's, It's just never fun. Yeah. It always ends up being like you said, and like we've said, who could be the most convincing? And usually that's the loudest. Yeah. Because if there's someone in the group, like, like let's say it's me, and I'm not a vampire, and everyone's like saying, eh, it's the vampire. I'm just gonna be like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. When and the app does help because it makes it so not every person needs to know every role. Yeah. Because before, like, you had to like memorize this little script. Like, okay, now werewolves, open your eyes. I've played with the app. Yeah, the app does help because it like kind of tells the person what. Oh, if you are a troublemaker, switch two people's cards, but don't look at them. Yeah. You really need to be playing with like at least six people. Yeah. I would say like six to eight minimum. Yeah. But even, but it, you it gets in the same as kind of said. The loudest person dictates pretty much what everyone does. Yep. And it's like when I played it just recently, I just I was the werewolf and I was trying not to be the be pointed out obviously. So like I just was like, well, I was the troublemaker and I switched these two people's cards, and the, the two people, one of them was the troublemaker. We found out never said anything. Like they didn't try to be like. I was a troublemaker. I yeah. switched cards. <laughs> They're like, oh, we, you said it was that you were it, so I just was quiet. Like, wait, why? <laughs> it's just like it's just not a yeah. I, I just like picked a random one and like happened to pick one of the people that was that person. And they're like, wait, that was my role. Why did why did he do it? <laughs> but again, it's like sometimes like you know, no one wants a confrontation, and it's just that it's a game of confrontation. Yeah, a lot of the social deduction games. I think just like we yeah. talked about, I mean, Secret Hitler and Resistance, Coop. and it's they're all the same. Because Coop is different. Yeah, I keep saying it, but I mean Resistance. It's true. <laughs> Coop is made by the people who make Resistance, but it's probably why I'm it's a different game. Probably not. I'm just not smart. But let's uh, let's do this. Let's round out the last of our unpo- our popular games. And we'll jump back and finish with their underrated ones. Want to do that? Sure. And on a high note. So my last one. Yeah, my I guess, yeah, my last one on the list. I had a bunch. I kept deleting them because I felt like they didn't belong on the list. But Ticket to Ride belongs on the list. 
I had that on here and I took it off. Yeah, so I had like Dominion on here and I took it off because like I think Dominion is overrated, but it is literally one of the best deck builders it's, out there. The base game is overrated. Sure. But I love the game when you have like eight expansions. Yeah. So like I took all those off because I feel like they and the same reason I like didn't want to just say all of Catan because I right. feel like there's there's points to them. Do you think all of tickets a ride? Yes. Okay, I was going to say. Like, the <laughs> Europe, the New York, the San Francisco, I, I don't care. None of them have been fun. I have not played the Rails and Trails. Is that their newest one? Who knows? Um, I've heard it was okay. It was fun, but, like, I doubt it, it was. Like, I I've never... <laughs> I played it. I own it. We played it when we first got it got it a long time ago and even then i remember thinking like oh like this is lacking a few things it's just it's a great kids game and even but then, it's like not even like really marketed for kids like i know but it is like a very simple game but it's not even a good one yeah true that's We've we've talked about it. I don't I don't want to keep putting it down. I agree with you. <laughs> and oh, I, but what about you? For my last uh, popular game that I don't like would be and I we talked about this just recently, in the ones I wish I didn't buy, the Arkham Horror board game. Are those popular? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I see them everywhere, but I've never well, seen anyone. Other not than the card you. game yeah. either. Not the LCG, but the. There's just like, the most LCGs on there, too. I feel like there's way too many LCGs. There's only like three, four. There's really not that many. Three too many. <laughs> At least they're not booster pack games. At least they're not booster pack games. I love that I TCGs, can buy... I, I will be fine if I never have to play one again. Uh, real quick on the LCGs, uh, Marvel Champions, they just all came out with their, their new ones. All the X-Men's are coming yeah. out. And I was worried because in the very beginning, a lot of the decks were not really great and they took a lot of adjusting to make them better. But ever since like the Spider-Man ones came out, they were pretty, I left them as they are. Cause like, oh, these are actually really good. All the X-Men ones are like that. Oh really? I'm That's so good. happy. I don't have to keep adjusting decks. I'm like, oh, Colossus would be great as a protection, like a tank. Built, and that's what his deck is. Yeah. I'm like, oh, perfect. I love this. That's nice. But I digress. Uh, Arkham Horror. Uh, there's Eldridge Horror. Um, there's a couple Ark. There's a couple Arkham Horror board games actually. And again, I don't have a problem with the Cthulhu Mythos and that entire Eldridge Horror. It's just the game is not fun to me. And maybe that's why, like, I, I have the LCG and I don't even like that. So, I know they're popular. There's people who love it and dedicate, like, all their stuff to, like, Cthulhu and all that stuff. It's all the same. It's never very variety. It's always, like, you're a detective. Stop the this cosmic being. Sure. And the board game, specifically, is, is just because there's... If I bust this thing out, you would be surprised at the amount of pieces, tokens. There is so much clutter, and I just I just don't want to play it because it takes like 40 minutes to set up, 
let alone, uh, not really, but let alone just play the game, which is complicated and no yeah. one's going to want to play it. I don't even want to teach it. <laughs> so people love it and it has its crowd. But again, it, I think it's one of those games where other than it doesn't take four hours, it kind of falls into that, you know, it's got a, it's got its group. Yeah. And the people who love it, love it. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not for me. Yeah. And I guess I've proven this with all the other ones I've bought. And <laughs> I have the Eldritch one. I haven't opened it. I don't even know why I bought it. I do. Because you're a problem. That's why we have, you know, a podcast about these. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's go back to some positives. And let's, let's round out this episode and hit them with some highs. Sure. So I have three more I want to talk about. I have really two so okay. we'll we'll let you go first and so I will throw the bloody in as my first one we talked about it in our last you know games that we shouldn't buy because I bought the red dragon in because I was an idiot bought the wrong <laughs> game the bloody in is so good it is so fun we've only played it once like together yeah I mean, maybe I don't know because you can't play it two player very well and we never have any friends that's true but it's just such a good game it's simple and like strategy driven so you have to think through things to like do you want to kill this person off because there might be a cop in the next round or like do you have to take care of the body right away so good so fun just a good like solid like what you imagine like every creepy roadside hotel that you like drive by actually not hotel motel probably <laughs> like what you imagine happens in those like you know all the criminal shows criminal minds csis have all had episodes around you know the creepy motel manager who you know kidnaps their people and kills them and no one knows that they stayed there because they like popped the tire first to get them there <laughs> like just such a good such a good game <laughs> so much fun it's a fun game. We just don't play it that much. Yeah. We really do need to get more friends. We Yeah, we really do. And I actually I don't even know what it is playable to. I think it is playable with a few people. But I feel like when I have played it with smaller numbers, it's not as fun. Apparently, it's playable with one person. I've never played it by myself, but I probably should. But so it says one to four. Interesting. I don't know what you would do with one person. but Maybe it has its own mechanic. I, there's no cards for it or anything. I don't know. But, yeah, I played it with, like, three and four, and it's pretty fun. I feel like two, and my guess is one, it wouldn't be very fun. So another one on my list would be the choose-your-own-adventure games. It's literally what, the, what it's called. Choose-your-own-adventure blank. And I think there's only two out right now, but oh, they're making yeah, more. Okay. You've so, seen them. I know they sell them everywhere. However, it is the ultimate goosebumps like board game. Yeah. And it's fun. It's fun because I can play it with like my significant other. And you can play with more than two people. You just you kind of like all make your decision together and you play with one person. And it's if you if you grew up in the 90s and you've ever read a goosebumps book. It's basically what the game is. You decide where you're going to go, but they make it a board game where you pick up items and you can only use them if you have this item. And okay. it creates this like replayability. And it's so everyone way. plays as one person kind of thing. 
Yes, but we all have our own like stats and oh, okay. items, and it's it's different. It's kind of hard to explain. Cause I do struggle with some of those. Like even one we just recently played, I was like, kind of are playing one person with three actions. <laughs> it's it's basically what it is. Yeah. So you can play by yourself, obviously, or you can play with with more people. I play with my wife, and it's fun, and it's not very long, but there's chapters and each chapter i would say is like 20 minutes it's like five chapters so if you wanted to play all of it you could but there's actual places where you're like oh that was fun so i i think they're they're very underrated because no one plays them but if you want like a really mellow experience i think it's fun and they're cheap yeah they're like real cheap in the stores and you get a lot in that box they come with a lot of cards a lot of tokens little books little pile of decks where you okay. actually play your it's like the, you like go to the card 59 so hmm. what's your next one next one so i bought this because i thought my wife would like it it was a tiktok purchase um however she has not liked it yet <laughs> i have beat her every time we've played this game which made her not like Oof. it um but it is Project L. It is a tile placing strategy game. So like you, there are like community pieces, and they have like these really nice like acrylic plastic, like look like Tetris shapes, but they're not all exactly Tetris shapes. Uh, but they're just generic looking things that you would imagine being in Tetris. And some of them are Tetris shapes, you know the the T and like the big L and the little S looking one but then they have ones that aren't actually in Tetris and you can like store like four of the cards and the cards are really nice they're really thick cardboard and they actually have a spot that you have to like place the plastic piece into and once you fill it you get the victory points some of them have like that you gain a piece as you once you complete it you also get this you know a two spot that you can use in the future just a lot of fun it's interesting are they floating are what floating like is it just like oh i don't know yeah no they don't they don't do they don't levitate on the table oh that's unfortunate that's a weird picture yeah but yeah it you put the little pieces in there and once you fill it you get all those pieces back to you know build other ones you can have you know multiple going at once they all have victory points huh it looks fun it is a lot of fun a lot of pieces a lot of pieces but like really there's like and you can like upgrade so if you have a two and i forget exactly what the upgrade it's been a little bit since we played it if you have a two and a one you can like cash them in and get a three piece so you can like upgrade your pieces but then it's harder you know to fill are you sure the pieces don't float because <laughs> and nothing else in this picture is floating it's weird but the tiles are floating i don't know what is going on in that photo and why all the Different tiles photo are, now yeah i know no all right they have never floated on my table um yet maybe maybe i need to get it out and check again wow is that the packaging that, that is, is like the, that's the big box oh that's organization and but it, it like it, even it does a good job but that's the big box that includes one of the expansions and it's a new game but they came out with an expansion pretty quickly uh, it's a 2020 game and the expansion just added 
think the six six different square spots. They're all the they're all the black tiles. Just such a good good game. I saw it on TikTok and I was like, that looks like Tetris. My wife is great at Tetris. Like she takes my Switch and she'll play Tetris on it all the time. Cartographers too. You guys play that yep. a lot. Um, actually, I'm really surprised that's not on my list. Cartographers? Yeah. <laughs> I think that is really underrated. I'm not sure why that's not on my list. Well, there's a lot of board games out there. I feel like I'm going to add that to my list right now. <laughs> Cartographers. Um, Thunderworks <laughs> games. So good. It's a really good game. It's really good. You recommend it to me, and I play with my wife now. Yep. Especially if someone loves Tetris. Yeah. It's essentially what it is. Yeah. So. You, Pieces just aren't falling in. from the sky. Yeah, right. you're just filling in blocks. You're yeah. building your map. You're a cartographer. And mountains, rivers, cities. Yeah. So they're so good. It's just a good game. It is really solid. Good. It's easy to play. I'll uh I'll close mine off with a little of uh, this one's a little bit more of my opinion. Aren't these all your opinion? Uh professional opinion <laughs> no this is a we are uh, not paid spokesmen <laughs> <laughs> so talisman is not an underrated game <laughs> all right it, it it is a that is everyone knows it yeah pretty much out it's there. my first time i played it was like three weeks ago yeah so but you've known of it i've known about it forever but talisman has a lot of flaws but it has one bonus has a lot of versions does and i have one specific here that i like but i, I want to shout out all the versions of it so if you like a specific genre i really want to know what you're oh it's is. kingdom hearts oh i don't care what kingdom hearts what'd you think it was i so they have a harry potter one well that's what i mean but they also have a batman one but that, like i'm saying is all the versions of it make the game 10 times better which is surprising because I love It's true. You fantasy. like you like the fantasy theme, so I'm surprised that the versions do. I mean, I know you like Kingdom Hearts but, a lot. So But but Talisman specifically. I like Kingdom Hearts, but I like like the first game, like the second game. I have nostalgia for it because I was yeah. a child. And I've not played the recent ones. I know a new one came out. I just it's it's full it's it's gone. But this is like the first game. So it's perfect. <laughs> but when it comes to Talisman in general, is the base game, the real talisman, has a lot of like PvP aspect and like screwing over your, your friends and everything else. And it's a very hard game. They're all hard. However, the versions of Talisman, like you said, the Batman Harry Potter, or in my case, I have the Kingdom Hearts, is it adds a level of familiarity. The yeah. art is always beautiful. Yeah, the they Batman one looks hard. so cool. It look they go so hard. It looks great. But they change the rules to make the game more friendly. Oh, okay. There's still long games. Like you're still going to play them for a few hours, but you're not going to be as devastated when someone loses or dies and starts over. And those are the ones I want to shout out. Because a lot of people probably get turned down by Talisman because they see like there's so many of them. They're, they're all the same game. Yeah. There are some expansions, but it's all the same. Just pick the one that you like the best and, and play it. It's really fun. It's they're all great mechanics and they're all tailored to whatever genre it is in my case kingdom hearts i love the first game and it it's pretty much that you go to the worlds and it's around the board and it plays like talisman but it looks like kingdom hearts i love it yeah i just recently played like i said it was a lot of fun 
but I instantly was like, I would rather play either Batman or <laughs> Harry Potter, just because I liked both those. It just keeps it interesting. Themes better. Yeah. And I was like, the whole time I was thinking, I was like, could I get my wife to play this game? I was like, if we were playing the Harry Potter one, she might play this. <laughs> yeah. And that, now that she doesn't, like, she plays a lot of games with me, but I was like, I don't, I don't know if she would play the fantasy one, like the the generic it's generic generic um but i think like i yeah the harry potter and the batmans and there's so many out there there. there's a lot there's a lot but pick one pick one that's that speaks to you and play it you'll be surprised that's good to know because we were talking about the whole time like if the themed ones are still like are they good are they just like ripoffs or they're different yeah they're i mean it it's talisman it looks and plays it's just that it's not so hurtful (laughs) it still has some of it yeah but it it has more of a theme based around whatever the subject is i don't know what the bat one is and for kingdom hearts you're fighting heartless for anyone in here who's interested and knows about kingdom hearts so you go around the board you visit worlds you fight heartless you get stronger that's the game and you still yeah. try to make it to the center circle and just obstacles and you roll dice and plays just like talisman that's cool it just has a little twist hmm. that twist is what makes it a good game for me okay that's good to know what's your last one my last one i don't think we've played it together um a fairly new one out and also a fairly new one in my collection uh my wife and i play it a decent amount uh, being Canopy. I've never heard of it, actually. It is a game where you are... It's a card drafting set collection type of game. Uh, and you are trying to get the most beautiful rainforest. So you are growing trees. And the canopy is the treetop. Yeah. Um. So, like, you're growing trees. Not like a canopy yeah. in the backyard. Not like a canopy in the backyard or a tailgate. Um. So you're growing trees and like some of the trees are, you know, worth more. Some have multipliers on them. The canopies might have multipliers, but it's a push you luck card drafting set collection. Cause it was like, you play it throughout four seasons and there's three piles that you can choose from. And every time you use, so you, they're all face down. You pick them up, you look at the cards and you decide if you want them. If you don't, you put them back down and you put another card on it so there's always a new card added to the card the stack and you go to you know the number two ones you huh. look at those and you add one to that and then you go to the number three ones and you add one it's kind of like not really but it's kind of like kadama yeah where you're building in this case looks like canopies yeah but in kadama you build like a tree but you're this is just so much better it's a lot of fun. The animal, like there's animals in it too. So like some of the animals are just worth points. There's bugs. So there's there's animal. There's two of each animal. One of like the, you know, the monkey is just worth points. But then the other monkey, if you have them both, you get more points. But the other monkey has like a ability on it, and I don't know the monkeys offhand. But like it's you get to look at the top card of the season deck. And you can like decide like am i gonna want this card or you can like take one card from one of the card piles that you pass from like really cool features and then there's like natural disasters there's fires and stuff like that that will and disease that will burn your fire rain yeah rain and sun give you points 
the diseases will kill off your plants that you also are collecting just like animals uh, the fire you know kills off hmm. things too it's a lot of fun it's great with two players we should try this yeah it's a lot of fun well this has been great <laughs> we've talked about a lot of games and uh things that we've never even talked about with each other games that we just don't really enjoy and games that we think everyone should enjoy yeah so this was fun this was i do like that we've added a lot more of these like just open conversations conversations. i do like when we talk about a certain game and stuff but these are just fun too to throw in there and it gets us to know each other better yeah not, not just uh not just the audience that's true i didn't know that you didn't like blood rage <laughs> and now you can play Talisman. <laughs> you can buy the Batman one. We'll play it. That's true. Uh, but yeah, next week, uh, I believe we have Stardew Valley. We're going to talk about next week. Uh, we just recently have played that a few times. One of our buddies picked it up, and we'll we'll discuss that in, in full next week. You can find our page on Instagram at Instagram.com slash where is the rulebook or email us at whereistherulebook at gmail.com. And don't forget to like or subscribe on however you're listening to us today. Give us any sort of ranking, any words in there, help us. And tell us a game that is on your shelf that you don't think many people enjoy or maybe don't know about. Or tell us what you had for lunch or dinner. I don't care. Joe doesn't care. We're going to look at them. We're going to laugh. But if you put something in there, it helps us in the rankings so other people find us. Uh, and like I mentioned a little bit ago, uh, this episode and all of season two will be sponsored by Lantern Games, a local game store in Traverse City, Michigan. They do have an amazing website. They do ship uh, for lantern.games is their website, which is super cool. It's not a .com. I think it's really cool. It's a .games. Also from their website or if you go into the store, if you use the discount code RULEBOOK, you will receive 10% off, and that includes online purchases or, like I said, in-store purchases. So you can check out their website. You can uh, get a game sent to you or some magic cards or whatever else you might be looking for, and you get to save 10% by using the discount code RULEBOOK. Uh, but I think all of these games that we've talked about, all the games that we're going to talk about, are owned by either Joe or myself or, in many cases, both of us. Uh, so they're not sponsored game reviews or anything. And last but not least, huge shout out to John Ransom for making our theme song. And if you liked our theme song as much as we both do, check out Jack Pine uh, for more music where John is slapping bass for them. Um, And check out their newest album, Embers, on Spotify streaming today. Thanks for playing.